why does this make sense for a multi 10 million plus top line revenue company? Welcome back to the founder-led marketing show where we talk about how to create awareness, build trust, generate demand and drive efficient growth for your B2B software startup. In today's episode, we're talking about how Nathan Latka, Jason Lemkin, and Chris Walker, three, I would say legends of the SaaS space are leveraging founder-led marketing, each in their own separate ways, each have slightly different approaches, but a lot of commonalities, how they use it in their go-to-market motion. I hope you enjoy. If you have any feedback, let us know. If you guys don't know who these people are, you should, especially if you're in the software or SaaS space. Nathan Latka is the founder and CEO of FounderPath, which is a company that works with B2B SaaS companies and helps them with non-equity funding. Um, really cool concept. And he's been very active in the SaaS space for a long time. You've probably seen his podcast or his book. Jason Lemkin, obviously a legend in the SaaS space, used to be the founder and CEO of EchoSign, if I remember correctly, which he then sold for 300 million to Adobe. And then he started Saster, which is both an events company. They host a yearly conference, SaaS conference, as well as a SaaS fund where he's investing into SaaS companies and some very successful ones. And then Chris Walker, founder and CEO of Refine Labs, which is a agency slash consultancy, which works with lots of B2B SaaS companies and tech companies. And, you know, if you've spend any time on LinkedIn and you're remotely interested in B2B marketing, demand gen, or SaaS, you've probably seen us post. And they all run very different businesses. I mean, they're all active in the SaaS space, I would say, but Nathan is in a sense running a, a loan business, like a financial services company. Jason is running a SaaS fund and an events company. And then Chris Walker is running a marketing agency slash consultancy. Um, but they're all leveraging founder-led marketing uh, in different ways. So we're going to look at a couple of examples. Maybe you can get some inspiration. We're going to talk about why they're leveraging founder-led marketing, why it makes sense for them, and why as founders and CEOs of these companies who are in all of these cases doing millions of dollars in revenue, why they're still spending their time you know, being out there uh, in the dirt doing content. I'm going to start with Jason Lemkin because he's the OG. He's the he's the legend. All of them are founders and CEOs. All of them are founders and CEOs of big businesses. So what are they doing to drive their marketing? They're in the forefront. They're leveraging their own insights, their own knowledge, their own expertise, put it out into the world in different places, in different channels, in different ways, with different cadences. But it's in each of these cases, it's them as the founder leading a lot of their marketing efforts, being out in the trenches, being the face of their company. Um, so for Jason Lemkin, I would say the main things for him, blog. He has been blogging for many years since he started Saster, um, and he's still doing that. He is repurposing or republishing or using, I think LinkedIn is now his main platform, publishing daily, multiple times a day on LinkedIn, as you can see here. I mean, just today he posted one, two, three, four, four to five posts in the last 24 hours. And he is more here one day. He posts like four or five times a day. That guy is just going insane. And from kind of my impression of him, I feel like he writes all of these himself. He's just out there in the dirt going on LinkedIn, writing these posts. And a lot of them are getting really good traction. He talks about 
SaaS in general. He his found his his audience are SaaS founders. So he talks a lot about growth, like how to grow your company, how to hire the right people, how to build the right team, you know, what channels to use, how to scale from one to 10 million, from 10 to 100 million, from 100 million to 1 billion, how to go public, you know, the things that investors are looking for, um, the metrics that you should pay attention to, tactics that other that SaaS companies are using, and he's posting them um, on LinkedIn. And he's quite active, like I've engaged with this content and he often replies to people in the comments. Not always, obviously, if you're posting a bazillion times a day as he is doing. So it's a blog, it's LinkedIn. And then they have an annual event. That's their main kind of revenue source, I would say, an annual conference, the Saster conference, uh, which actually coming up, I think in September this year. Um, and they have obviously Jason speak, but they have a lot of speakers as any conference founders, leaders of SaaS companies, and they repurpose that content into the YouTube channel. So you can see here, they have a bunch of keynotes here, cockroach lab, CEO speaking on stage, um, you know, the other people speaking on stage. So they turn it into YouTube content and they also turn it into their podcast. So a lot of the podcast and YouTube content is, you know, crowdsourced in the, in the way. It's kind of like user-generated content. It's the people that speak at their event, which is super smart, obviously. But it's also, if you can see here, there's a lot of Jason involved here too. Jason is in this conversation. Jason is doing a solo podcast here. Karan, I'm letting you in. Jason is doing a solo podcast here. Jason is doing a solo podcast here. So 30% of the podcast and YouTube videos are, are at least involving Jason. You can see here, here he, is a, he has a conversation with the co-founders of money.com. So why does this make sense for a you know, multi 10 million plus top line revenue company? I think there's a couple of reasons. One, Jason is a founder and CEO of a SaaS company himself that, as I said, he equited to and sold to Adobe back in the day. Uh, so he he is his ICP. He is the people that they're serving and investing into. He has a lot of credibility with them, right? Because he's been there, done that. He can speak to their pain points and their struggles better than anyone else, again, because he's been there, done that. He has a lot of insights and knowledge and expertise, having grown his own company and now having invested in so many SaaS companies, having talked to so many SaaS founders that there's just so much he can share. And, you know, if you're trying to attract, you know, sophisticated people, you need to have sophisticated insights, right? And so if they would have their marketing manager or their head of marketing create these LinkedIn posts for him and, you know, do these interviews uh, with, with people, then it just wouldn't be as insightful. So that's why they're doing it. And essentially, that's the same reason why all of them do it. Also, one more thing that they do, which is really smart. I don't know where to find it on there. Here. They have a thing that they call Workshop Wednesdays, which is that every Wednesday they have a webinar or live show where they invite guests, usually SaaS founders or you know other practitioners in the SaaS space share insights. So it's again kind of crowdsourced. But Jason is on most of these workshops and he's you know going back and forth. Maybe he's partly interviewing that guest. He might do some Q&A at the end for guests. And then they turn the recording of that uh, also into a, uh, into a I believe into YouTube content and the podcast, which is great for repurposing, right? Because it's a one hour keynote, uh, virtual keynote, essentially. 
All right, so that's for for Jason blog, LinkedIn posts, and then physical events that they leverage into, um, and then weekly webinar that they use for for the same thing. Right, Nathan Latka, now founder and CEO of FounderPath, uh, super interesting company. You've probably seen him, you know, do his thing with his podcast. He's been involved in the SaaS space for quite a bit before he actually founded. Found a path. He he's been running a SaaS podcast for a long time, and the basic thing here is that he interviews SaaS founders every day. On I think they have a daily episode. Yeah, you can see August 16, 15, 14, 11, 10, 9, 8. So they post a daily podcast, which is most of the time an interview that Nathan Latka does himself with a SaaS founder, established ones, big ones, new ones, small ones, all kinds of. SaaS startups, and he asks them about how they're growing and how they're getting customers, et cetera. So it's useful for other founders. So they he does that daily almost, and then they repurpose that into their podcast and into their YouTube videos. They upload these videos uh, on, on YouTube too. And then similar to Saster, they also have a two things, physical events that they added recently and a, and a virtual events that they do monthly. So they currently do a monthly webinar, uh, which is like a live event, kind of similar to what I'm trying to do here, just a lot better and a lot you know more interesting. And uh, they have a lot more people on it. So they do that monthly. I've joined a bunch of them. They're great. They have like hundreds of SaaS founders on there and they always pick like a great topic that's super top of mind uh, for for SaaS founders, you can see the the one that's coming up is see the number one sales machine used by 273 SaaS founders to break 10 million in revenue. They are amazing at coming up with the headlines, practically runs itself, screenshot proof inside. It's like, you can't not sign up for this webinar, right? They're so good at coming up with these headlines and coming up with these topics that are top of mind for SaaS founders, their ICP, the people that they're serving with the founder path. And on these webinar it's nathan latka himself the founder and ceo sharing he prepares slides he talks he shares insights he sometimes brings on people to ask them questions he sometimes brings in the audience but it's him running the webinar it's not his head of content it's not his head of marketing who's also on the webinar aiding and helping out but it's him talking and sharing insights and moderating it's not their cro it's it's him himself. And then he sometimes posts on LinkedIn. You can see that currently he just posts the events. They basically post the, the webinar here. You can see that 903 people sign up, 260 people sign up. So they really know what they're doing with these monthly um, webinars. And then they also, they acquire like a SaaS event, I think in Europe. And so they do something kind of similar to what Saster does. They have a lot of speakers at that physical conference or event, most of them being SaaS founders, sharing insights, lessons on how they grew their company. And then they record these keynotes and then they turn it into to LinkedIn content. These are the interviews that he does, but you can see here, these are the keynotes that that people did at their at their conference that they turn into, into uh, YouTube videos. And then also these podcasts are the keynotes. So they repurpose that. Really smart. Why? Again, for the same reason. He has been running his podcast for a long time, talking to hundreds and hundreds of SaaS founders. So he deeply understands how they, what they care about, what their pain points are, how they approach things, what their language is, you know, the people that they look up to. He's basically doing, you know, customer research um, every day 
Um, oh, Karen says I was on Nathan Latka's show in the past. Yeah, I mean, let me know in the in the chat. But I think he he does an incredible job with these with these shows. Let me know what what your impression was. But I think he he's he's really good at these these things. Um, would be interesting. What what you thought about uh, that event, uh, the show that you showed up to? Yeah. So he deeply understands their ICP's pain points because he's been doing these. Uh, interviews for a long time. He's well known and respected in the SaaS space. So when he posts something, when he talks, when he shares his insights, SaaS founders pay attention to it. You know, if it's his head of content or his head of marketing sharing their insights, they might be interesting, but it's not the same level of gravitas and authority that Nathan has. So it's harder for, you know, SaaS founders to pay attention to it. Also, their head of his head of marketing or head of content probably has that depth of understanding about the market, the SaaS space, founders, how they tick, what they think about, the language that they speak, and obviously the founder path product and company, right? I mean, he's the founder and CEO. He he lives and breathes breathes it. So that's why they're leveraging him in their go-to-market and their marketing. Let's see what Karen said. He is a machine, totally. Oh my God, he's he is such a machine. <laughs> His interviews are so intense. Oh my God, sometimes initially they got me uncomfortable. He's so intense, but now like I just appreciate it. Actually, he's such a no no BS person. It's it's refreshing the way that he runs his uh, his interviews. It's very straight to the point. Um, so that's what Nathan does: podcast interviews with ICPs, and then monthly webinar and physical events that they repurpose into podcasts and YouTube videos. And then last but not least, Chris Walker, obviously founder and CEO of Refine Labs. What do they do? So with a lot of companies, when they do marketing. It's really interesting. You see what they do because the nature of marketing is that it's public. <laughs> you know, it's it's outward facing. So you can see what marketing your competitors are running. You can see what ads they're running. You can see what content they're posting. You can see what webinars are they're hosting. You know, are they posting job? You know, are they are they running a podcast? Do they post on TikTok? Do they run ads on Facebook? You can see the things, what they do. But you don't know what's actually working, right? And so there's this fallacy, I think, that marketers run into, which is like, you see your competitor do something and you're like, oh, we should do that too, because if they're doing that, that means that it's working and we should be copying it. When in reality, if you look at yourself and you reflect on how many campaigns and programs and channels you've played around with before in your own marketing that haven't haven't worked, that never turned an ROI, that you cut, you know, three months, six months, nine months in, you would have a very different view, right? Because all your competitors and all the other companies in your space, they're running the same experiments, you know, throwing darts into, you know, the blindly and, you know, making mistakes and, you know, focusing on channels that never work out. So it's really hard just by looking at what a company does to figure out what's actually working for them. The great thing about Refine Labs is that they're very transparent around how they're getting customers and what's actually driving revenue for them. And Chris Walker has talked about it many times that they're by far two most important channels where I think 90 plus percent of their revenue customers closed ones are coming from is LinkedIn and podcast. And so those are by far the two most important things. So LinkedIn, as you can see here, he is trying to post daily, I would say. He's not always succeeding. 
because right now, from what I understand, he's still writing this copy always himself and he has that high standard of himself. So I'm sure there's a little bit of a bottleneck here because he is running a, what, 100 people organization. So there's lots of competing priorities, but he's still getting pretty close to posting daily, right? Like three hours ago, one day ago, two days ago, six days ago, last week, last week, last week. So he's posting like, I would say three to six times a week on average, sharing his insights, right? This is a little bit of a case study, how to shorten sales cycles, time for bolt moves, um, how to grow, create breakthroughs in revenue, influence revenue. Their audience is marketers, CMOs, VPs of revenue, repeal of revenue operations, VP marketing, uh, demand gen leaders, et cetera. And he's speaking to them, right? Sharing insights. Now, the second thing is the podcast, B2B Revenue Vitals, where they're actually posting also close to daily now, or actually, I guess every two days, I would say on average. Every two to three days, they're posting a new episode, which is also pretty intense. I mean, most most companies who have a really strong podcast play, it's once a week. Like if you have a podcast episode, a new podcast episode, long form, 30 plus minutes once a week, like you're doing really well. Like that's hard to do for most companies, right? And all of the three that I just mentioned, Saster, Nathan Latka, and Chris Walker, they're posting daily, maybe every two or three days. So they're going hard on these things. Plus for Refine Labs, this is actually not their only podcast. I think they have one, at least one, maybe two more podcasts, podcasts and events. Yeah, they have Revenue Vitals, which is the one hosted by Chris Walker himself. And then they have Stacking Growth, which is hosted by two of the leadership members at Refine Labs, and then they also have Talent Destination, which they yeah they have not published any new episodes. So this one they actually killed, which is an interesting insight there. So the two that they're still running are these two, or maybe they just haven't updated this because I know that they're posting new episodes here, but these are just not updated. So they need to update their their website here. So the the podcast is often the starting point. So they have an interesting repurposing uh, framework actually. So it used to be that. The way that Refine Labs did their content engine, that they did a weekly live event, kind of similar to what I'm trying to do here. They recorded it with Q&A at the end. Then they turned that into their weekly podcast. So they had a weekly podcast episode going out. And then they turned, used that recording to create these clips for Chris Walker, right? So all of these two-minute clips, 30-second clip, two-minute clip, five-minute clips are taken from that live event that he did once a week. Um, and then he he would use that for his LinkedIn content. They stopped doing that because they have a new product, uh, which is called The Vault. So they have this like internal coaching call for customers. And so right now, the way that they're creating at least a B2B Revenue Vitals podcast is they're repurposing guesting episodes. So what Chris Walker does is he is guesting on other people's podcasts three to five times a week because there's so much demand. People want to interview him, have him on their show. They publish it on their you know platform, on their podcast, which is some nice distribution. And then he makes sure that he gets that recording and that's their podcast. So all of these current episodes that they're actually doing right now are all Chris Walker being on someone else's podcast, and then they're repurposing that on their own. So here he was on the Forward Slash podcast. Uh, He he was on the Belkin's Growth podcast. He he was on the Megan Keeney Anderson podcast. Oh, no, this was an interview, I think. Um, 
life consulting call. They have a bunch of other things. They still repurpose some of the life events that they do inside of their coaching call and repurpose it into their podcast. And that's how he arrives at his LinkedIn content. They also have a bunch of their employees at Refine Labs are now posting actively on LinkedIn and getting really good traction. So I think that's really strong if you can get not just your founder and CEO sharing insights and posting on LinkedIn every day, but your whole team, your leadership team, your um, you know, your your contributors, um, the people that your customers will be working with, that's even stronger. I think they're doing an incredible job there, but that would be too much to jump into. So yeah, for them, it's podcast and LinkedIn. So you're guessing on other people's podcasts, turning it into their own podcast. And then they do internal coaching calls, with they, which they record, turn into LinkedIn posts, also into TikToks, which I think they kind of stopped doing. Actually, they're not posting on the Refine Labs anymore. They started posting on the Chris Walker one, but they, they stopped posting here kind of actively. I think probably with the recession, they decided to just focus on the things that really work, reduce kind of effort on the couple of things that were more experimental and on the fringe. And then they also repurpose that into ads that they then run through their company page on LinkedIn. Oh, I see some comments here. Agree self-assessment should be one step for any ABM campaign. Chris is so great. Chris is amazing. He's a legend. So yeah, those are the three people. What do they all have in common? All are experts in their field, right? They're real subject matter experts understanding the subject that they talk about and the subject that their ICPs care about. They all have done the jobs of their ICP, right? So Chris Walker and Refine Labs, they're talking to marketers, to CMOs, to VPs of marketing. Chris Walker used to be a marketer before he started uh, Refine Labs. Found a path, sells to... SaaS founders. Maybe Nathan Latka wasn't necessarily a SaaS founder, though he's, he 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 ran kind of like a SaaS tool, like a spreadsheet type of thing. But he interviewed so many of their ICPs that he deeply understands the pain points. And then Saster, they're selling or serving with their events, with their fund, SaaS founders. And Jason Lemkin, the founder and CEO, used to be a SaaS founder who exited the company, sold it for $300 million. Right. So they all have done the job and deeply understand the pain points. They're all respected by their ICPs. So the people that they sell to look up to them, you know, see them as a peer, see them as someone that they want to learn from because they've been there, done that, which is really important. Right. I mean, marketing and content, if you want people to pay attention to you, you need to figure out like what can you provide to them so that they see you as an authority and expert, a respected authority in that space, right? All understand the company product better than anyone else, right? They're the founder and CEO. They started this company. Like who can better talk about what they do, how they do it, how the product works than they themselves. And all understand the truism, truism that people buy from people. It's kind of, you know, it's a little over much, but it's uh, overused, but it's true, right? And so... Another kind of pattern that you might have noticed here, um, looking at these things, what do they have in common? Podcast. All of them run a podcast that they put a lot of dedication and thought into posting daily to multiple times a week, right? All of that have that in common. LinkedIn is, I would say, the next common denominator. Chris posts super active on LinkedIn. Jason posts super active on LinkedIn. Nathan is a little bit more lazy. He used to be posting way more on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I mean, this post got 302 likes, 
you know, so when he posts, he's usually crushing it, but um, he's not doing it that often, but it's still, you know, one of the most important promotion channels for the monthly webinar. And then another common denominator, obviously YouTube, sure, you should definitely repurpose your podcast interviews, your keynotes, your interviews, your live events, your webinars on YouTube, because why not? It's easy to search. It's probably not that great for organic reach. LinkedIn is stronger there. And then it's leveraging events, whether it's physical events or virtual events, all three of them run some kind of event. Right, like Sasser is literally an events company that runs a yearly conference that they then leverage into content. Um, Founder Path does this monthly webinar that they turn into content. Plus, they now acquired, I think, as I said, SaaS Open, which is an events company that they leverage. And then uh, Chris Walker and Refine Labs, they do the um they do the weekly kind of live show that they kind of stopped doing the, um, the stacking growth show is still doing that from what I believe, but I think they, I think they're going to start doing that more from the vibe that I got. I think they're realizing that they want to add that motion to it too. Um, um, and they have the, they still do the live calls. It's not public. It's inside of their product, the vault. And so they can't always share it, but they still do the live event. So I would say those are the common denominators podcast, LinkedIn, YouTube kind of secondary, I would say, and then events, whether, whether it's a virtual event, whether it's a physical event. And oftentimes that's a great gateway to then repurpose to podcast and youtube so maybe a better way to say it is you know if you if we if we do it here you know it goes from physical slash uh virtual event into whoop i don't have an arrow into podcast into LinkedIn content and then well podcast plus YouTube right because it's the same thing I mean if you have the recording of the event and you're going to be uploading the audio to your podcast I mean you should you should make sure that you have video content and you're using it on your YouTube right so I think that's the kind of flow you have some kind of event you turn the long form into a podcast and a YouTube video and then you clip that down into bite-sized text posts image posts video posts to then really distribute on LinkedIn. So that seems to be working for people right now. All right, that's my talking time. I talk way longer than I planned to talk. So let me stop sharing my screen here. Now, um, if you guys have any questions, if you guys wanna have any comments, not just questions, but if you have any thoughts or comments on you know, Chris Walker, Nathan Latka, Jason Lemkin, anything you feel like I missed out on or didn't mention that I should have mentioned, anything that fell through the crack in my analysis, any other channels that they're posting on or or leveraging in their marketing, I would love to know. Maybe you have other things that I missed. And then any questions, whether it's questions on their go-to marketing, their marketing, uh, go-to market or marketing the channels, how they create content, or in general, demand gen content marketing, because obviously we work with a lot of SaaS companies. We run a lot of experiments ourselves at Project 33 generated 102K in revenue last month alone from LinkedIn ads, leveraging kind of like similar flow to the one that I just shared where you know we 
I post daily content on my LinkedIn and then we repurpose that into ads and, and other things. So yeah, if there's any questions, let me know. You can either put them here in Zoom or in the, the LinkedIn live where we are. Karan, what's up? You have a question? Hey, friend. Yeah, no. Uh, or good, thoughts, good. ideas. Yeah. So, Seal Entrepreneur, uh, onto my next startup right now. What's and your startup? We are basically doing a AI-powered all-in-one GTM intelligence platform. You know, the problem we're solving, I'll just, I'll put the link, but yeah, the yeah. problem solving is today, if you look at B2B MarkTech stack, right? It's anywhere between three, four products on the lower end, all the way up to 30 to 50 products on the higher end. Right. Everything like multiple databases, like Zoom Info, Apollo and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and have all these intent databases and yeah. website analytics, LinkedIn analytics, right? And then you have the outreach and sales loft kind of products. So we are basically partnering with a lot of these companies and making it an out-of-box pre-integrated solution and getting a lot of that data and providing a lot of workflows and intelligence, which either did not exist before or is significantly better. Marketeers would be like, they have to search, evaluate, negotiate, deploy, integrate, and then pray to God that the stack works. Totally. Taking that pain away and making these BDRs, SDRs five times more efficient and significantly improving your MQLs, SQLs, close one accounts. How are you thinking about go-to-market? So you're almost at a million in ARR. Like, how are you planning, you know, given the topic that we had today, like, what are you guys planning to do for you go-to-market? So we understand go-to-market, right? Like, uh, we've right. scaled from zero to 10 and 10 to 100 million plus in the past between the founders. Yeah. Uh, in revenue. So... I mean, GTM is is a composite, a compounding strategy. All the stuff which you mentioned, right? Like you have that, you have a lot of like, like I said, outbound motion. You have right. the whole thing. How do you optimize your all your website leads, yep. LinkedIn leads, uh, events, right? Yep. Like you covered LinkedIn and events today. So those those things. Then you also have PLG led growth. If you no, no, I understand, but what are you guys? like prioritizing do you guys prioritize want to prioritize linkedin are you planning to launch a podcast are you planning to host a weekly event are you planning to just scale through like outbound and cold email in the beginning or through your network like what what are your specific priorities oh that's what i'm saying it we plan to actually do all of these things because mm -hmm. it did have a effect right? right so what we started with outbound uh very recently uh we are already starting to track website traffic. Uh, we're going to very soon start doing a lot more on LinkedIn. We started attending some few events right now, just getting a feed. It's just a bandwidth issue because we're in our first year right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right? So, but yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that's kind of what we're also building for, for companies saying you should use a compounded GDM strategy, which is, just, hey, I'm just sending cold Stacking. email. Right? I'm just looking at website. Like that is going to give you like once you stack everything together, you have a compounding effect. Yeah. 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 So website leads will offer you LinkedIn leads. We'll offer you optimize your events. We'll offer you optimizing your outbound. And we are basically dog fooding our own product. Love it. And hey, I mean, if you're telling you. Who is your customer? Like, because you're obviously like just starting out. Like, is this a product for, for us? You know, we're eight people, you know, or is this like for the year? hundred people company or at what point who's your icp or what do you think your icp is we're focused on startups if you have mm -hmm. like what a million dollars in revenue that's good so yep. one to ten 
Revenue is a sweet spot right now for our ICP. If you have, in terms of industries, we're still experimenting because we are a horizontal product. Obviously, we are getting a lot of database partnerships. So, like for example, we as we go forward, there'll be certain verticals where you know, we will zero down more because we'll just have a lot more data for, for you guys. Interesting. Are you guys funded or bootstrapped? Uh, we, we are funded. Seed? Seed. Yeah. Uh, Can I actually see the Crunchbase? Uh, you're not, not on Crunchbase? What's going on, on there? You don't want to announce not, it? don't want to announce it yet. Okay. But it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a top fund. And uh, congratulations. Just, thanks. We're what are building. your what are your goals right now? Like in the current environment, what what goals has has your expectation does your investor have with you? What kind of like is it still triple triple double double? Like are you guys planning? You know what what are your revenue targets? I mean the, the goals are basically to just be very fo- very focused on product building okay. and really we we are over investing in customer success is one thing which I picked from Tony Robbins, which is like we don't want happy customers, we want raving fans. Who mm. so is a happy customer is is going to not leave you. A raving fan will get you ten more. Right. So we are obsessed with customer success and product building right now, and uh, like this, like I said, we are adding a lot of functionality. So it's not like a feature we are building. We are building an end to end platform. Right. right. So it's just a lot of that uh, horsepower is going into that. We are also building a lot of like uh, Gen AI and machine learning based applications. Right. So we're literally trying to automate a lot of these workflows, which take a lot of manual time. And our customers are telling us, like, if you solve these problems for us, this is this is going to be huge because we literally have to manually do like events. We have to literally manually go and see who is attending or sometimes don't have these lists. Right. A lot of pain points across the board. So that's the thing in terms of revenue. We we understand hyperscaling and we will we will see if where we end up this year. Mm-hmm. And then how do we 5x to 6x it next year? Oh, nice. Cool. Well, I, I wish you all the best of luck. I will yeah, definitely check out check out Sprouts and I'll I'll follow your guys' journey and uh I'll, I'll I'm I might try out your product. I mean, this is exactly kind of in our ballpark. And uh also our customers are in that one to ten million range. So that's exactly where they usually land the companies that we work with. Thank you guys for joining. We're still learning, you know, I'm, I'm, I started to do this and we're, we're doing this every week now. So we're still, uh, we're still learning here, trying to build out new topics. If you have anything, Karan, like anything you feel like would be an interesting thing to cover or look into or, or have on here, I'm, I'm bringing on a couple of SaaS founders who already have the founder and CEO of Security Scorecard booked which is a Series F Sequoia-backed cybersecurity company. Really exciting. We have a couple other people lined up. Um, One of them used to be at Refine Labs. So we'll have more interviews. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you, Karan. And we will do this again next week. Bye-bye.